The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school basketball. This pressure may not be working right away here for Pleasanton, but it is making Elm Creek work, and they do work, and they get it down low to Areta. She drives in and scores and draws the foul. Tonight, it's the quarterfinals of the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament in Kearney. As Loomis Wolves battle the Amherst Broncos and Pleasanton Bulldogs take on the Wilcox Hillary Falcons. High School Basketball on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. Wrap around to Bellama, right block again. They've got to let her go, and Sophie puts it up and in. Six in the quarter, 14 in the game, and five in a row here. After a long blizzard delay, we're ready for some basketball. It's the Ford Carney Conference Tournament coming up next. But first, the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to the Vero Event Center in Carney with the Classic Hit Sports Arena Bush Cutter. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bureau Event Center for the 42nd Annual Fort Kearney Conference Girls Basketball Tournament. Randy Bushcutter here with you. Glad you could join us here from a very snowy Kearney, Nebraska, as these two teams have been uh, kind of slowed down a little bit. But now, uh, because of the snow, haven't had a lot of opportunities for Loomis or Amherst to really practice over the last few days. But time to lace up the sneakers and get right back at it. It will be a little bit different for both of these two teams because they haven't had a lot of opportunities to practice. Loomis uh, told me that uh, they like to pressure the ball a lot more than what they're going to be able to do tonight. They'll probably play a fair amount of 2-3 uh, zone. And Coach Stacy Dennis told us that that's a little bit because they haven't had a chance to practice and well, kind of want to get their legs under them a little bit when they take on the Amherst Lady Broncos. Jamie Klingelhofer uh, obviously uh, will be without uh, uh, the services of Jessica Eckhout. is still a, a little banged up. And uh, bad news from Loomis's front the other night as well as Brooke Rademacher uh, out probably for the rest of the season with an ACL injury that she suffered last Friday night. But you play with who you have, and these two teams are going to go after each other in the Fort Carney Conference Tournament. As uh, so far, the seedings have held up here in the first two games. There was earlier on ESPN Radio. Top-seeded Elm Creek had no problem with Overton, 52-34. to And just moments ago, second-seeded Axtell moved on over Elwood, 61-33. to And now we're moving on to fourth-seeded Loomis and fifth-seeded Amherst in what should be a very tight matchup uh, here from the Viero Event Center. And I'll be uh, doing the play-by-play. Doug here as well, giving his expertise, which is formidable, as these two teams should be a fairly even matchup. Well, what are you going to do? Sixteen games. We got to we got to split it up a little bit, right, Bush? Yeah, we got We got to have a little bit. Got to give you a little bit of a break. Now Sixteen and again. games here at the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament after the blizzard uh, jammed into to four days. We're here for the boys tomorrow, but uh, getting to this game here, Loomis, one of the surprise teams in the conference this year, making uh, some of the most improvement. Both girls and boys. These teams played earlier uh, back in December. Uh, if it's last week, like Overton, uh, like Overton and Elm Creek did, and it was a two point game you'd be going wow and and it was for a little bit but uh amherst had their uh first loss of the year to loomis loomis won it fairly handily 56 to 42 but amherst 
was not anywhere near full strength. Amherst went into that holiday break missing three, four girls, and they're pretty much back at full strength now uh, for Coach Klingelhofer, and they've won four of their last five basketball games. But, hey, it's the 4-5 matchup in the conference. It's supposed to be the most competitive game, but even Elm Creek is the one seed who had to be very worried against Overton today, so wide open, and this conference is so young, Randy. There are so few seniors uh, in this conference, girls and boys, outside of, as I said, Axtell boys kind of cornered the market. Yeah, they, they've got a pretty good, uh, both Axtell and Amherst on the boys' side. That'll be very competitive. Again, Amherst, decided favorite in that one, but the girls' side, Really, of the eight teams that came in, you could really kind of write a script for any one of those eight teams going through. Now, some of it, it's going to be a little bit more of a a Cinderella story than with others. But uh, I think you really could make the case. But on the boys' side, really... It's, it's somebody with the letter A that's going to come away with the district with the conference title. Well, we'll see how she plays out here. Uh, again, should be a good girls game. My first chance to see Loomis this year, but Coach Dennis has done a good job with, with the Lady Wolves. Yeah, and they've had it in the right direction. Again, they've done it mostly with pressure, but again, as I was kind of alluding to, it's going to be a little bit different because they haven't had a lot of chances to practice, so they're going to be playing a lot more 2-3 than they were planning uh, versus the man-to-man, which they normally do. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show, proudly brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark and New Tech Seed. New Tech is your yield leader. Contact a New Tech Seed dealer near you for all your seed needs. Proud to support our area athletes, coaches, and teams in and out of the game. Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have our starting lineups here from the Bureau Event Center in the quarterfinals between Lewis and Amherst of the girls' Fort Carney Conference Tournament. We're back right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Let's take a look at the starting lineup now for tonight's basketball game brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off, for the visitors, the Broncos of Amherst, number three is a five foot eight inch junior, Madison Murphy. Number 11, a 5'6 sophomore, Emily Arnold. Number 12, a 5'9 freshman, Taryn Hadwiger. Number 15, a 5'3 junior, Michaela Tincher. And number 20, a 5'5 senior, Heather Bentley. The head coach of the Broncos is Jamie Klingelhofer, assisted by Michelle Reuter. They come in with a record of 10 and 8 and winners of four of their last five basketball games. For the Lewis Wolves, number one is a 5'4 senior, Colette Thorell. Number two, a 5'3 senior, Tegan Edwards. Number five, a 5'7 senior, Allie Dennis. Number 10, a 5'9 freshman, Allie Beisner. And number 23, a 5'5 freshman, Michaela Meyer. The head coach of the Wolves is Stacey Dennis, assisted by Jenny Cox. Lewis is 9-7 and seven on the season and beat Amherst earlier this year, 56-42. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank. 
the better bank in Kearney. And for Loomis, leading scorer so far has been uh, Thorell. She averages a little bit over 13 points per ball game. Dennis gets you about another 10. And then after that, uh, Beisner, a solid eight points. Uh, not bad at all for just a freshman. Uh, and for Amherst, it's very balanced. You take a look at uh, the overall points per game that they have. They, they range somewhere from about four and a half points to about eight and a half points, but there's about five of them deep. So for Amherst, a very, very balanced scoring attack, whereas for Loomis, it's a lot more concentrated in the hands of uh, Thorell and Dennis, especially with Rademacher out. Rademacher had been averaging a little bit over 10 a game. It'll be our third girls quarterfinal coming up next. Amherst and Loomis here on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska. Kearney, we are the Difference Makers. Schedule a campus visit today. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. And welcome back here to the New Tech Seed pregame show, proudly brought to you by Terry Jason Stark of New Tech Seed. Amherst will be in their road red uniforms. Loomis in their home white with the green numbers, letters, and trim. And the ball is in the air. We are underway, and the tip is controlled here by Amherst. And they bring in the offensive end as they will kick the ball right back out here for Arnold. Arnold gives it off on the right side here for Tensioner. And the pass on that left side goes off the hands of Tegan Edwards out of bounds. So Amherst maintains the possession. They'll inbound it on the far sideline at the end of the Loomis bench as Bentley will toss it in between the circles, right back out to Bentley on that right side. And again, 2-3 zone, just as Coach Dennis told us we would see Loomis in, at least in the early stages here. Tensioner kicks left side, three-pointer for Arnold. Arnold's three is no good. Offensive rebound and a foul in underneath is going to result in a couple of free throws here for Madison Murphy, uh, excuse me, for uh, Hadwiger as Hadwiger pulled down the bound. Foul is going to be called on Michaela Meyer, the freshman one of the two freshman starters to go with three seniors. And the free throw is up no good here for Hadwiger. So still no score in the ball game. We're seven minutes, 31 seconds to go here, first quarter. This possession's taken about 30 seconds here for Amherst. And the second free throw is up and in for Hadwiger. So Hadwiger makes one out of two. And an small early lead here for Amherst. Loma's first possession with it is Thorell. Thorell picks up her dribble. And uh, she'll get the ball handed right back to her from Edwards. She comes off a little ball screen, gives it left side for Beisner. The freshman will give it off right wing. Driving here is a little penetration by Meyer. Entry pass down low, and it's going to be knocked out of bounds. Good work there by Hadwiger. And they call that a block shot, held ball, possession arrow pointing to Loomis. So it is Loomis' ball, even though it went out of bounds. And Thorell will put up a three. That's going to be no good. 
And the possession ended by the rebound by Hadwiger. So Hadwiger with a couple of rebounds here in the early stages. And Tinchner will dribble on that right sideline, being pressured there by Edwards. Around the perimeter they go off of a ball screen. It's uh, Bentley who will give it on the baseline here for Arnold. Arnold kicks it out inside the two-point arc. Jumpers up and good for Tinchner. Nice ball movement. And Tinchner is able to step in. And she hits the two. First field goal of the game for either team. And it's 3 nothing. Amherst with the lead, Loomis with the basketball. Bouncing here is Beisner. And again, they're just kind of looking in over the top of this uh, man-to-man that Amherst has put out here. They'll bounce it right side here for Edwards. Edwards lobs it in the lane for Meyer. Meyer finds a little cutter, a little fake off the cutter, and Meyer takes it high off the glass. Good move inside. You can already tell that Amherst playing a little tighter man-to-man than they were able to play the first time that these two teams met. That was a great move there by Meyer. If she faked off that, that pass and found a little seam and was able to drive in, take it off the glass. So Amherst, they'll try to work it inside the lane here. They get it to Hadwiger, kicks it back out. Here's Arnold for three, and she hits it. Nice little in-out action here for Amherst, and Arnold will drain the three-pointer to put Amherst back on top here, 6-2, to two, with uh, about 5.45 to go in quarter number one. Early on here, our third quarter final of the game. Andrew pass in the lane, kicked out now for Edwards on the baseline. Edwards pass, she loses control of it, and that'll be the first turnover of the game here for Loomers. They just lost the handle there. She was faking the pass, and that pressure by Bentley, and Bentley now will inbound the ball. Give it off here for Tinchner. They give it off left side for Arnold. Arnold on the dribble, gives it on the baseline for Tinchner. Tinchner's pass deflected, but then just right on the sideline, barely was Thorell. So Amherst will keep the possession here. About a quarter of an inch away from making a nice steal and having a chance to have a a one-on-one fast break opportunity. So Arnold will get the inbound. They give it right side here for Miller. For Bentley, rather. Bentley got it back. She steps into a long two. It's in and out. Going to be no good. And uh, picking up the rebound is going to be Loomis as that loose ball was picked up by Dennis. And Dennis then hit on the arm. Well, you take a look at Amherst. They've been, from what we saw earlier this year, Randy, very comfortable when they can play against the zone. When the other team zones them, they're a very good shooting team. Some of their problems is pressure in the backcourt. But again, with all of their kids back, they handle that a lot better. And again, Loomis wanting to play a little man-to-man later on, but they just haven't had much chance to practice it. So they're going with the 2-3 here. But now Loomis will put the ball inside here for Ali Dennis. Dennis had a good look. Shot wouldn't fall. And Amherst pulls down the rebound. Dribbling out with it is Jurgens after snagging the bound. And she'll get it out here for Tinchner. Tinchner is going to direct traffic as she looks at that 2-3 zone and gives it left side for Arnold. Arnold, left side for Jurgens. They're throwing it between the circles here. Now Arnold will kick it on the, the baseline. And a pass deflected off of one uh, Bronco off to another, and they'll kick it off right side for Tinchner. Tinchner's going to fire a three. No good. Offensive rebound. Kicked out, and the bucket's up and good on the outside there for Emily Arnold. Arnold with the bucket, but give uh, Casey Jurgens credit for a nice little uh, offensive rebound and kicking the ball out. Offensive boards, we saw a lot of that in the ball game, first two games today. Uh, some of it's a lot of misses, but a lot of offensive boards. Right side, quick runner here for Allie Dennis. Rebound by Amherst. On the run is Arnold. Arnold takes it off glass and scores. Nice drive by Emily Arnold after the rebound and the kick out. I think it was uh, kicked out there nicely by Jurgens. Eight. 
point lead for Amherst, 10 to 2, 3.45 to go here in the first quarter. So Loomis looking at uh, this uh, man-to-man. We'll give it off left side for Dennis. Dennis is picked up there by Murphy. And right side, a little penetration here by Meyer. Meyer tries to enter it in, and the ball is going to be knocked out of bounds by Tinchner as she stepped in that passing lane. For Loomis, checking in is going to be uh, Bailey Baxter. Oh, excuse me, uh, Christina Horst coming into the game. It's 40, not 41. Ball inbounded here for Horst. Madison Miller and Michaela Michelson, Michelson, excuse me, for uh, Amherst coming in. Terrell will give it off on the baseline. Dennis shut off there nicely by Mickelson. Three-pointer going to be partially blocked. Picked up here by Amherst. And Murphy's going to slow down a little bit. And we'll give the ball off here for Tinchner, who brings it across the line. Right side. Kicked out here by Miller. Miller's pass going to be deflected. And Amherst has turned the ball over. And we're going to have a, a hold called on Amherst as they commit the foul. Yeah, it'll be the first foul here on Casey Jurgens. Yeah, good. Always that thing that complicates when you turn it over and try to reach in and get it right back with that personal foul. But Amherst already showing a lot of depth here. Uh, Emily Palmer now coming into the ball game. So Coach Klingelhofer, uh, something that she wasn't able to do around Christmas time is play nine, ten kids. So Dennis has it on the baseline. And you mentioned after a turnover trying to get the ball back, you usually call for a foul. You never have a good angle after you turn the ball over. Meyer is going to lob it down low. It goes off the fingers of Horst and picked up by Miller. So that'll be a Loomis turnover. And across the timeline, they'll work against some pressure. Kick it on the baseline here for Mickelson. Mickelson, a quick little runner on the baseline. No good. Offensive rebound and a foul. As Jurgens pulled down the rebound, couldn't get it to go, but now she'll step to the line and have two free throws. And Michelson will step in here with 2.31 to go in the first quarter. And a lot of action, but an eight-point lead right now for Amherst as they lead at 10-2, and the free throw for Michelson's no good. Yeah, it's more Loomis's lack to get the ball into the hoop. They're trying to get the ball inside. Not a lot from the outside right now. Amherst able to pack it in a little bit on them with their man. Second free throw rolls around and good. So now Amherst leads at 11-2. to two. two and a half to go, quarter number one. And Thorell going to be stopped by the man-to-man pressure by Tinchner. They get it off the horse on the baseline. Kick back out here for Edwards. They're working around the perimeter now. Left side, Beisner has it. Beisner's entry pass for Horst, and we have a whistle. And it's going to be a push on one of the Broncos here. That'll be Mattis Miller. Not a lot of fouls so far uh, in the first half of our first couple of games. Three now on Loomis, two on Amherst. 2.15 to go first, 11-2 Amherst. Entry pass going to be loose, picked up here by Bentley. Not a great pass there, and so Loomis turns the ball over, and Bentley brings in the offensive end, but then, well, she just had trouble coming to a stop there, and she'll turn the ball right back over. That was forced by the defense. You know, really collapsing on her when she tried to, to stop there, so... The old wolf call right there uh, gets you every once in a while. You get that outlet pass. You don't see the numbers. You slow up. All of a sudden, there's a couple of defenders still flying by you because you got the outlet. and You see one, but you don't see the other one. Beisner trying to lob it inside here for Horst. Horst picks it up, but she had to take it all the way out of the lane as the pass was a little bit too high. Thorell now, she's going to drive, stop on the baseline, a little jump stop, and got hit on the elbow. Nice work there by Kaluet Thorell to uh, attack. And uh, she's going to go to the free throw line as a result. 
Fort Kearney Conference Volleyball Tournament. The Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth here at the Viero Events Center. Doug Duda along with Randy Bushcutter, the third of four quarterfinals. Pleasanton and Wilcox-Hildreth next. Elm Creek and Axtell already winners today. Thorell, her first point of the night from the free throw line. She makes the first one, has one more coming. That makes it now 11-3. And the second free throw for Thorell, also good. So a seven-point lead for Amherst, and they'll get it up ahead here for Emily Palmer. Palmer across the timeline, gives it top of the circle here for Bentley. Bentley back out for Palmer. Palmer penetration, stops at the elbow, and she'll get it out here for Bentley. Bentley stops top of the key, now left side for Palmer. Palmer carried the basketball or walked with it. Either way, it's an Amherst turnover. Well, uh, we're looking for some new blood here in the conference tournament, Amherst. Uh, got beat in the semifinals last year. Axtell won the conference tournament, beating Elm Creek uh, in the final. They're the top two seeds again. Will anybody be able to make a move on it? And a fully, am- fully healthy Amherst team could be that squad. Uh, driving on the baseline here is Jenny Mayfield, who checked in a little bit ago. She had her shot blocked, landed. That'll be a jump ball. And I'm seeing... <laughs> the one wearing red is pointing one direction. The one wearing green at the scores table is pointing the other. And the official, the official book should be the Loomis book. And it'll be Loomis ball. Loomis pointing toward Loomis, and the one in red pointing toward the team in red. It's inbounded here for Loomis. And a three-pointer up and good for Christina Horst. They left her kind of alone in the corner there. Senior knocks down a bucket. First bucket in a long time, almost five minutes for Loomis. And they've cut it to four with five in a row. Quick jumper on the right side. Going to be off the mark here for Palmer. Rebound tipped out. Matt Murphy tried to come up with it, but instead it's going to be Thorell who dribbles out. Kicks it up ahead. Quick jumper in transition. Foul going to be on Amherst. They had a chance here for Loomis potentially to cut the lead down to two as there's a foul in underneath as Loomis running after getting the loose ball in underneath the basket. Well, Thorell didn't have numbers two on four, but she did do the right thing as three Broncos were converging on her. She made a nice bounce pass to Edwards, uh, who was fouled down low by Bailey Lambertus, her second. And the or, excuse throw. me, wrong side there by Tinchner. Yeah, Tinchner. Her second. Second free throw is up and good. Little 5-0 run here, a little 6-0 run to make it 11-8. Pleasanton's lead from nine down to three. Final minute of quarter number one, and a quick little pass inside here for Hadwiger. Hadwiger's shot not going to fall, and the long rebound taken out by Thorell. Thorell going to drive, shot off glass, no good, and they're going to tie up the rebound. Thorell going right back in there, and this time the possession arrow is pointing to Amherst, and everybody concurs with that. Well, obviously Thorell, one of those names that is Synonymous with outstanding athletes in the Loomis area. Uh, Amherst can say that with a few names. A lot of these small towns with so much tradition. Absolutely, and it's all kind of in the family, whether it be cousins or what have you. Left side, Bentley's going to kick it on the baseline here for Tensioner. Tensioner's pass goes off somebody's feet and out of bounds. The near official that we saw literally put his hands up like, I have no idea, and the call is that it's going to be Amherst ball. I think they're looking over here for help, and the official nearest to it had to make a call, and that was his best. I don't know if it was a guess, but in any event, it's going to be Amherst basketball, and they get it on the baseline here for Palmer. Palmer, little pivot. She finds an open space on the baseline, and she'll score. Nice job there by Emily Palmer, and she pushes it out now to a five-point lead. Six seconds left. Driving is Thorell. Thorell on the baseline. Has her shot blocked. 
picked up by Bentley. Bentley loses control of the ball, and that's going to do it for the first quarter. We'll head to the second quarter. A five-point lead here for Amherst. They lead it 13-8 to at the Vieira Event Center. The quarterfinals of the Fort County Conference can tournament continues right after this timeout. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom-fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, 1st Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Welcome back to the Viero Event Center here in Kearney. A big thank you to Dana Wright and the crew here at the Viero Event Center for their hospitality. We go to the second quarter of our girls' quarterfinal game, Amherst 13, Loomis 8. Thorell will give it off left side for Horst, who hit that big three-pointer a little bit ago. They'll kick it off left side, and the three-pointer is up and good. Beisner step up and knocked one down from the outside, and after being down nine early, it's a two-point game. That was great action as they set that screen when Beisner came off of it. Right side, here's Tinchner. She's going to shoot a long two. That's no good. Rebounded by Lewis, but then they turn it over. Entry pass inside here for Arnold. Arnold in the lane, giving it right back out to Jurgens, and Jurgens will score. Nice play by Madison Murphy, creating the steal. They tried to throw over the top of her, and the junior got her big left paw out there, got the steal, directly led to the Amherst bucket. Ended up being a three-on-two after they forced the turnover. Thorell. On the dribble, top of the circle. As they work around left side, there's Horst. Horst off of the screen, gets it off to Thorell. Entry pass to the elbow. Backing in here is going to be Dennis. Dennis gives it on the baseline. Shot's going to be blocked by Murphy. Loose ball, picked up by Loomis. Another shot that's short. Rebounded by Jurgens, And Jurgens will end the possession after a couple of misses here for Loomis. And they'll get it up ahead, and that's going to be a walk. They threw it down low, and Hadwiger well covered down low. Took an extra step as Loomis was able to get the ball back by forcing some pressure. Seen a lot of transition defense today, and by that I mean when it looks like you've got a run out, somebody gets down the floor, may not block the shot, may not even be in the best position, but they change the shot, and that's exactly what happened there, and it forced the walk. They bounce it inside here for Dennis in the lane. They kick it right back out to throw. She's open for three, and she hits it. Clarette Thorell benefited from nice ball movement. They worked it inside, kicked it out to the wing, and then get it top of the key here for Thorell, who was able to rattle in her first three-pointer of the game. She's got five so far here this afternoon. With it is Jurgens here for Amherst, and she'll throw it right side for Tinchner, and we're going to get a timeout here for Coach Klingelhofer and the Amherst Broncos. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, 6.09 to go. Here in the second quarter, it's 15-14, to 14, a one-point lead for Amherst. We'll be back to the Vero Event Center right after this timeout. 
If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weegis, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. And welcome back here to the Bureau Event Center as the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament in the second quarter of our third game of the day. Ball inbounded here for Amherst, and the entry pass going to be uh, knocked away. Loomis forces the turnover. Loose ball is picked up by Edwards, and then Terrell will give it off. And now they'll lob it inside, looking for Dennis. That's a little bit too strong. So both teams just kind of swap turnovers here. As dribbling up for the Broncos is going to be Emily Arnold. Arnold picked up man-to-man by Edwards. Left side with it is Juergens, and Juergens had a little trouble getting started. And she'll turn the ball over. Just a killer there for Amherst. You call a timeout, and then you turn it over before getting into the play. You get a break by getting the steal at the other end, and then you still can't get into your play by turning it over again. So the next time down the floor, they can still run whatever they call at the timeout. Meyer had it momentarily. We're just passing around the perimeter right now. And on the right side, Beisner will drain another three. The coverage on Beisner wasn't too shabby, to be honest with you. But Allie Beisner strokes in a three-pointer. She's hit six points. All of them come behind the arc. Well, from the three-point land, they've hit three threes here. And that has put them on a 15-4 run to take their first lead of the game from Amherst, 17-15. Tinchner will kick it out for Arnold. Arnold gives it back to Tinchner on the baseline. She dribbles and is going to be pushed. That'll be a foul on Loomis. That's only going to be the fourth team foul, so it's going to be inbounded here by Amherst. Checking into the ball game now. Amherst will bring in Emily Palmer along with Michaela Michelson. Michaela Michelson checks in. She's got a tricky name. Try to get that right. I've, I've stumbled on it, I'll admit it. I know, Palmer, I know Mom thanked us at the holiday tournament for getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> Miller with the basketball here. By the way, that was the third foul on Michaela Meyer. Quick jumper right side. Good by Casey Jurgens. And Jurgens, that ball is not in her hands very long at all before she gets it up. Well, Jurgens, the 5'9 senior, one of those kids that uh, they needed to be able to step up here in the second half of the season and has been for Coach Klingelhofer. Left side, Horst, looking to the inside, but nothing going on there, so they'll kick the ball off. Set a screen here for Thorell, who had the dribble. She'll give it off for Beisner, and now Beisner will be covered by Jurgens, who's a little bit taller, and now Loomis just uh, misses the target with a pass and throws it out of bounds. We're deadlocked at 17, 4.27 to go here before the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Coming up at the half, Kelly Cooksley, the Axtell girls basketball coach, will join us to talk about their win over Elwood, and their matchup in Saturday's semis. Entry pass down low. Murphy doing a great job trying to get the ball out, but then Loomis was able to read it. Not a great pass into Murphy, and then Murphy tried to outlet it, and that'll be an Amherst turnover as it was intercepted. Thorell brings in the offensive end. Nice lob pass down low here for Dennis. Dennis off glass. Shot's going to be no good, and rebounded by Amherst. The uh, rebound was uh, there by Bentley. They're having a little pressure on the ball, but Tinchner and Bentley are able to bring it up court. They get it on the baseline. Little runner there for Tinchner. Going to be no good. And her entry pass then is going to be stolen away as reading that nicely is Edwards. And Edwards is going to slow it down a little bit. Give it to Beisner on the right side. Now Horst has it top of the circle. Backing out to near the logo here at the Vero Event Center. 
And they'll get it out right side for Beisner. Around the perimeter to Edwards. Edwards stops at the elbow, kicks back out here for Horst. And Horst is going to slow it down and hand off to Thorell. She'll set a little screen for her. Thorell doesn't use it and gives it right side for Edwards. 3.14 to go here before halftime. Thorell makes one person miss that goes for the steal, dribbles past her, now just gives it out left side here for uh, Eau Claire. As they enter the ball inside for Dennis, Dennis back out for Thorell, and they'll give it off left side for Horst. Her three-pointer's no good, and another rebound nicely done there by Casey Jurgens. She pulls down the bound and hands off here for Palmer. Palmer gives off the right side, and taking an extra step is Tinchner, and that'll be an Amherst turnover. You're listening to KKPR-FM, Carney Amherst Loomis, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Randy Bushcutter on the call. I'm Doug Duda at the Viero Events Center. Third of our four girls' quarterfinals, all four boys' quarterfinals tomorrow. We'll talk more about that at halftime. Amherst, that was their seventh turnover so far here in the first half. Entry pass inside, and Michelson does come up with the steal. She lost the ball, but it was knocked out of bounds by Loomis. So Michelson, nice job there defensively. Forcing the Loomis turnover. Again, the next game up will be Pleasanton and Wilcox Hildreth. Pleasanton, after an 0-2 start, really went on a heck of a run, and now they're 10-6. Wilcox Hildreth, 8-10. Entry pass in the lane here by Tinchner. They'll give it off on the left side. 15-foot jumper's going to be no good. And rebound pulled out by Loomis. Snagging the bound there is uh, Jenny Mayfield. Amherst has been, well, Loomis has been stuck on 17 for a long time. Our scoring has definitely stopped. It has slowed tremendously. Right side with it is Horst. And Horst will work it around the perimeter left side. There's Thorell. Thorell dribbles all the way down to that wing over there. Well covered. Five-second count going on. Great bounce pass into Mayfield. Mayfield dribbled too far underneath the glass. Extra pass down low. Shot's going to be a little bit too strong. And rebounded by Amherst. Then another one and done. Not a lot of offensive rebounds for Loomis. So far here in the ballgame. Bentley battling for that board and keeps it alive here for Amherst, who's only had six points in about ten minutes. And Amherst turns the ball over again. It's picked up by Thorell. Thorell's going to drive, take it off glass, and will score. Nice body control there by Clarette Thorell as she had to work herself around the defense by Palmer. So right side, here's Bentley. Bentley looks in. It's a two-point lead here for Loomis. And on the entry pass, we're going to have a little reach here on Mayfield. And the sophomore is going to be called for her first foul. Again, if you joined us late, Amherst really shut down Loomis. Loomis couldn't get anything going inside, so they popped it outside, hit three threes. Amherst was up 11-2, to two, but now they're down 19-17. to 17. So Stacy Dennis is going to call the timeout here for Loomis. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It's Loomis 19, Amherst 17 in the Fort Carter Conference quarterfinals at the Bureau Event Center. We're back after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. 
Even more basketball at the 9th Annual Heartland Hoops Classic. Eight games featuring a highlight reel headliner between Colorado State champs Aurora Overland featuring ESPN 100 power forward Duran Davis against Omaha South. Led by Husker recruit Aguka Rope. The Heartland Hoops Classic, February 13th. Single tickets, good for all eight games. Featuring seven area teams. Log on to heartlandhoopsclassic.com for all the matchups. Get tickets now at the Heartland Event Center box office or via Ticketmaster. And welcome back as the ball inbounded here for Amherst. They've got a set play here as they're working around the perimeter. Get it to Arnold. Arnold gives right side, and they lost the basketball. But Palmer's able to kick it out, and a three-pointer here for Arnold. Going to be off the mark, an air ball. And finally coming up with it is going to be Loomis. Tipped around a little while, and Thorell is the one that eventually comes up with it. And she'll get the ball out here for Mayfield. And Mayfield, being pressured, took an extra step, so Loomis will turn the ball over. Yeah, Mayfield was headed down the floor. They needed help, so she came back, and she was still trying to stop, took an extra step. A little, bunny, little bunny hop just as she was getting the ball. little bump, and then after the bump, took a step and a half. Miller will help work the ball inside, and again, that's good hands, causing a loose ball, and Edwards comes up with it. So Amherst turns the ball over as Tegan Edwards will get the ball back here for Loomis. Thorell will dribble it up in the lane. Jumper here by Mayfield. Going to be uh, blocked there by Jurgens. Another loose ball picked up by Loomis. They put up the shot, and there's going to be a hell ball as Emily Arnold had it. And then it was uh, tied up in there underneath by Dennis, and the possession arrow pointing to Loomis. Tegan Edwards hit the ground hard trying to get in there and battle for that one. But again, we got about two points total here in the last three-plus minutes. And there is a correction. They pointed one direction, and... Then the, the possession arrow was pointing to Amherst, so it will be Amherst ball. They get that corrected. And so up ahead here is Palmer. Emily Palmer in the offensive end. Kicks left side here for Miller. Miller entry pass, little runner for Jurgens, and Jurgens with a sky hook that's good. Beautiful play by Jurgens. Definitely carrying Amherst here as Loomis gets a chance for the last shot of the half. Kareem would be proud. Pass left side, intercepted by Arnold, and Arnold gets it right back out here for Miller. Pretty good pressure being put on here for Loomis, but they turn the ball over, and up ahead they give it to Miller. Miller will shoot with only a second left just inside the half-court arc, and that will do it. We'll head to the locker rooms tied at 19. Good one. Bruin here between Amherst and Loomis. What do you expect between the four and the five seed? Do you anticipate a pretty good game? And we have it here from the Vero Event Center. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back to Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, we'll talk about what's transpired so far here today, and we'll talk with Kelly Cooksley, the head coach of the Axtell Lady Wildcats. Kind of an indication of how they turned out today, huh? We'll be back right after this timeout. The Aurora Cooperative Energy Division handles a full line of premium energy products for all of your agricultural, trucking, and automotive needs. This includes bulk fuel delivery of ethanol blended gasoline, as well as Ruby Fieldmaster Premium Diesel Fuel. Call or stop in your nearest Aurora Cooperative today to order your bulk oil, bulk fuels, and stock up on tubes of grease as you begin preparation for spring field work. For all of your farm's fuel and oil needs, the Aurora Cooperative. Growing opportunities. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. 
we proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzzes Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Amherst and Loomis deadlocked at 19 here at intermission. And let's check the uh, individual scoring we have. We'll begin, first of all, for Amherst. They've got a couple of players leading the way. Emily Arnold has seven points here at intermission. Casey Jurgens, very great, good first half, has seven points and seven rebounds, well on her way to a double-double. Uh, Emily Palmer has, has two points. Michaela Titchener with two points and a rebound. Taryn Hadwiger with one point here in the ballgame. Unofficially, I have Amherst being 8 of 15, shooting about 53% in the game. I haven't uh, shot from behind the arc very much. They're one of three from behind the arc and two of four from the free throw line. They've rebounded the ball uh, 13 times, but the biggest number that sticks out in my mind is uh, turnovers. They have nine turnovers so far here in the first half compared to seven for Loomis. And again, as you can anticipate in a tie ball game, the number is going to be very similar here for the Loomis Wolves. Leading scorer for them is uh, Clarette Thorell. She has seven points here at intermission with a couple of rebounds. Allie Beisner has hit a couple of three-pointers. She has six points at the break. Christina Horst also with a three-pointer. She's got three in the game. Michaela Meyer with uh, two points. And Tegan Edwards with one point here in the first half. I have Amherst way ahead in terms of uh, rebounds in this game, 13 to four uh, in rebounds, but the uh, three-point shooting for Loomis, one of the reasons why they're doing very well, they're shooting 50% from behind the arc. They're four of eight from three-point range. Uh, overall, they are uh, uh, shooting much better from three-point range than they are from two-point range, where they currently are two of ten from inside the arc and shooting much better outside it. And We're deadlocked 19-all here in the first half. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We're going to take a quick break. We'll talk about what's happened so far here in the conference uh, action today as well as other uh, action from around various conferences. We'll do that as we continue here from the Bureau Event Center right after this timeout. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. When we buy something, we all want a great deal. But have you ever thought about a great deal on your home energy bill? A geothermal system from Carrier is a great deal. A geothermal system taps into the earth to capture free, renewable energy. About 45% of your energy bill goes to heating and cooling. You can save up to half in cooling, 70% in heating, and another 30 to 50% in hot water costs. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. Call 308-236-6437 or 995-4481 today. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 
308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back to the Bureau Event Center. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. The 4-5 matchup here in the Fort Carney Conference Tournament. And right now, 4-seeded Loomis and 5th-seeded Amherst. Deadlocked 19-all. At intermission, they're hoping to join both Elm Creek and Axtell into the semifinals. Elm Creek won earlier over Overton, 52-34, to a little bit uh, easier than it was uh, last weekend when it was a two-point ball game. Yeah, 66-64 when Overton fell by two but hit nine three-pointers. Today they were just one of nine. Claire Cornell, who had 10 in the fourth quarter, still 24 points, 14 rebounds for Elm Creek. Allie Bauer, 12 points, nine rebounds. Overton missed a lot of shots inside five feet today, or this one would have been close again. The 34 points, actually one of their lower outputs. This is a team that started 0-9 and is now 6-13, so they were 6-3 in their last nine. Uh, and two of those, and then six and four, and two of those losses to the top team in the conference uh, in Elm Creek. So they've really played so much better since uh, early in January. They were led by Gracie Grote with 15.7 rebounds. Sydney Enix, a little foul trouble, did have 10 boards in the game. And then the second game, uh, Axtell, for the two seed, it was just maybe their opponent today. Elwood getting a nice win as the 10 seed. They were able to advance beating Eustace Farnham Saturday. And then you come out, haven't had a chance to practice for three days because of the blizzard, a little bit like the moratorium maybe. But uh, even though Axel was up 26-17 at the half, very sloppy first half, Axel has a tendency to do that from time to time, but then played one of their best quarters of the year, 24-7. They outscored Elwood, and uh, they just came out right away in the third, very disciplined. The Melima sisters uh, combined for 30 points, 16 rebounds, and five blocks in the game today for Axel. And the Melma sisters, they get it done every night. And again, I, I, both of them have similar games. And they're a little bit different, but they have similar games. Both of them really kind of like to rebound and uh, take pretty good care of the ball. Here we're at halftime. We're Amherst and Loomis deadlocked at 19. And uh, again, it, it's, to me, it's going to be interesting to see who kind of asserts themselves in the early stages of the third quarter here. Well, and we haven't talked a whole lot about it, but I mentioned Amherst being healthy. Not that they've lost a lot at Loomis, but Brooke Rademacher is a starter that they've lost, and they're playing without Brooke here. And uh, she's one of their big-time players who tore ACL last week, and yeah. they're still in this basketball game tied at 19. So uh, will Loomis score from the outside or the inside? That's the key. Amherst, though, again, still uh, a, a slow second quarter for them. And we remind folks, too, Randy, we're right back here tomorrow for the boys' quarterfinals. Amherst and Eustace Farnham at 3, Axtell and Overton at 4.30 on ESPN, 1460 and 1550. Here on Classic Hits tomorrow night, Loomis and Wilcox Hildreth boys at 6. SCM and Elm Creek will play at 7.30. All of the semifinals begin at 2.30 Saturday on ESPN. And then Monday, all four games on ESPN. Here on Classic Hits on uh, Monday night, the finals, the semifinals Saturday from the Lou Platt Conference Tournament. They in the Southern Nebraska just getting their play-in games tonight. The Twin Valley playing their quarterfinals. Yeah, again, it, it just a bad timing for everything. You just, you know, nobody got hurt because they postponed everything. I think everybody did a nice job of understanding that safety is their primary concern. So it's uh, good that uh, we're finally getting dug out here a little bit and we can play a little basketball again. Nineteen nineteen, Amherst and Loomis here in the quarterfinals, and we'll be back with the third quarter 
Coming up from the Vero Event Center right after this timeout. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back here to the Vero Event Center. This has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. It is Loomis basketball to start the third quarter. As uh, they'll get it off here left side for Dennis. Dennis works back around the perimeter. Now Edwards throws it right side. They get it at the elbow. Backing in here is going to be Dennis. And then Dennis loses the basketball. Loomis with the turnover. And on the run here is going to be, uh, is going to be Arnold. Arnold will get it right back out here for Bentley. Both teams going with their starters in the second half from the first. Tensioner on the baseline. A little step through off glass. Oh, nice move there by Hadwiger, even though the shot wouldn't fall. And then the ball's going to go off the hands of Meyer and out of bounds. So Amherst missed it. And then Meyer pulled down the rebound, but then the turnover. Madison Murphy, Emily Arnold, Taryn Hadwiger, Michaela Tensioner, Heather Bentley for Amherst, Colette Thorell, Tegan Edwards, Allie Dennis, Allie Beisner, Michaela Meyer for Loomis. And they're going to inbound it to Arnold, top of the key. She thought about the three. Now she's going to lob it down low for Hadwiger. A little bit too far for Hadwiger. Everybody kind of met at the basketball. It's going to be a hell ball. And so Loomis will stay on defense here as the arrow is pointing to Amherst. So nice work there for Loomis, but they can't quite get the turnover. Inbounded for Arnold. She'll give it off right side, looking in is Tinchner. Tinchner's pass nearly stolen by Throwell, and it's going to go off the hands of Arnold and out of bounds, so Amherst will turn it over. Well, the success, a key here, we talked about it coming out uh, of the uh, halftime break. Who's going to get a quick start here? Uh, Amherst got the quick start to the first half. Loomis caught up in the second quarter. We'll see who gets the quick start here in the third. Edwards lost the ball, but Throwell quick enough to track that one down and avoid the turnover. Beisner on the right side. Well, she has the ball slapped away. It'll be another Loomis turnover. And whoever can kind of find the handle of the basketball will have an advantage here because turnover is really kind of adding up for both teams. Kick into the corner. Tensioner is going to drain the baseline jumper. And the first points of the second half belong to Amherst, 21-19. to 19. Amherst's biggest lead of the first half, 9, Loomis 2. And here on the baseline, a little runner. It's going to go off the hands of Murphy, I thought, but the official nearest is going to hand the ball off here to Amherst. So a bit of a team rebound here for the Broncos, who have that early 2-0 lead, and the folks wearing green behind us. They've been vocal the whole game, but uh, you have to be vocal to stay up with the Amherst fans. (laughs) It is is a nice little battle. At the elbow with it is Murphy. Murphy, nice pass into the corner. Quick baseline jumper going to be no good. And tracking down the ball there is Bentley. Bentley from her backside is able to roll it all the way out here for Tensioner. So Bentley with an unorthodox rebound. 
But it's still Bronco basketball. Dribbling up left side, Arnold. He'll float, saved by Bentley. And another rebound pulled down this time by Murphy. And finally, Loomis getting a little frustrated, poking at the ball, a foul called on Colette Thorell. One thing I've noticed, good ball movement by Amherst against that Loomis zone. They are so overplaying the ball that Amherst is finding a way to get the open jumper from the outside, not inside because Loomis is packing it in. Yeah, but it's still just a two-point ball game here as Loomis packs in that zone. They get it on the baseline, shot good. Nice cut there by Hadwiger who got a beautiful bounce pass and was able to drive it in. And it's a four-point lead for the Broncos, 23-19. to Andrew passing the lane, stepping through, laying it off glass is going to be Allie Dennis. Nice entry pass in for Dennis. Both teams, beautiful bounce passes in traffic have turned into buckets. Dribbling here is Casey Jurgens. The senior will kick left side, set a screen for Arnold. Arnold now has the top of the circle. Gives it off on the right wing here for Tinchner. Tinchner's pass is going to be knocked away, and the official will put it on his hip as Tegan Edwards was the last to touch it. So Arnold will toss in. Back to Arnold immediately from Tinchner. And five-second counts going on. Dribbling to reset the clock is going to be Arnold. Top of the circle, here's Jurgens, and Jurgens mishandled the ball. She's going to double dribble it, now be a turnover. One of the few times she's done that, Casey's had a really good game so far here today, and Amherst, uh, just three minutes into the third quarter, has the two-point lead. So we'll see what the Wolves can do to answer back here. They're just going to dribble up, fire the three-pointer off the top of the key by Beisner. It's no good. And rebound worked around the perimeter. Driving here is Thorell. Thorell, no good. Offensive rebound, a bucket and a foul. Boy, that shot was blocked by Madison Murphy, and it went right into the hands of Meyer. And so they had double-teamed the original shooter, blocked the shot. It went to the unguarded player in Meyer, and you turn around and flail your hand out there, and by then the ball's already through the hoop and a chance at a three-point play. Tinchner with the foul. That's going to be her third. I have to chuckle, Randy. They... Folks here at the Aviero Event Center have found the possession arrow. It was not out here for the first two and a half games. It's now over at the scorer's table. <laughs> well, it's still a one-point lead here for Amherst. 24-23 is the three-point play is completed. Arnold gives it away, gets it back on that left side. She's looking in from behind the arc, and we'll give it out for Madison Miller. Miller for Jurgens. Jurgens working against Thorell will dribble down to the baseline, roll it out. Three pointer on that right side, no good. And number three trying to save it. Murphy, though, had her foot on the line. So Loomis will get the basketball. That was a good job by Casey Jurgens. Again, you hear the crowd behind us. Got to know the rules, folks. Uh, Casey Jurgens, the ball took a big hop on her. She didn't dribble it again. While it took that big hop, she passed it to her teammate in the corner. It was the exact right play. Yep. No call, there was no violation. No carry, no nothing. The official gives us the smile of approval. So Thorell will kick left side on the baseline. There's Dennis. Dennis back out to Thorell. Thorell's going to drive. Falling down off glass. No good. Rebound tipped around into the hands of Dennis. Dennis quick low jumper. That one won't fall. Another offensive rebound, and that one's going to be blocked, and it's going to be a hell ball. Meyer came up with it and then had the ball held. Casey Jurgens got a block shot in amongst that fray. She's got the word I don't like to hear used often is length. Well, she used it there because she stepped all the way through the lane. Off the inbounds, they get it to Thorell. Her three-pointer on the, the back of the iron and no good. Bounced out of there. And Horst is able to pick up the offensive rebound and reset the offense. 
So Horace will get it back, and they're just going to slow things down. They got the Beisner right side over for Thorell. Thorell enters it inside here for Dennis. Dennis, that's a tough shot, no good. And Madison Murphy pulls down the defensive rebound after the uh, miss in traffic. Now kick it out here for Murphy. She's going to fire the three. That's back of the iron and no good. Rebounded by Amherst. Snagging it was Miller. They'll get it out left side in a three-pointer, two-point basket by Casey Jurgens. Jurgens just barely had the toe on the line there. So after a couple of rebounds, bucket by Amherst. Now right side, a line drive three by Beisner is up and good. Three threes for Allie Beisner and Loomis up two. That's the biggest lead they've had. They've had it just a couple of times, 27-25. They get it to Miller down low. Miller shot off glass, no good. Rebounded by Meyer, and we're going to have a foul on the outlet pass. It's going to go against the Broncos. And again, that that three-pointer by Beisner got there quick. Well, you're starting to look at a couple of players from each team evening things out. You've got Thorell and Beisner over here for Loomis. You've got Madison Murphy and Casey Jurgens from Amherst. It's going to be the other players right now. How those four get the ball moved around to their teammates could be the key to who wins this basketball game. Edwards and Jenny Mayfield checking in here for Loomis. Pass on the right side. They're going to be off the mark for Loomis, and they're going to turn the ball over. And again... Injuries for both teams, as Jessica Eckhout not playing, hasn't been for a while, and Brooke Rademacher with that ACL injury from Saturday night, not in action either. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Entry pass on the right side here for Palmer. Palmer gets the ball back, and they'll give it off left side. A little runner here for Tinchner. Going to be no good. And after pulling down the rebound, Beisner is going to bring it up court very quickly. Now she'll slow it down a little bit as they get off right side for Mayfield. Mayfield and Beisner playing catch right now. Beisner will give it off here for Thorell. Thorell top of the circle. Gives left side for Edwards. Back to Thorell. They're backing further and further away from that three-point arc. Beisner, right wing. Murphy will put a little pressure on the ball there. And we got a timeout being taken by Coach Edwards. By Coach Dennis. Stacy Dennis calling the timeout here for the Loomis Wolves. As they lead it right now, 27-25. to 25. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 2-1 to go in the third quarter. It's a two-point lead for Loomis. We're back after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth, the uh, 40th annual, 42nd annual, Fort County Conference Girls Basketball Tournament. Ball inbounded here for Edwards. She had a little trouble with it. She'll just hand it off here for Thorell as Amherst right now going to the little 2-3 zone. Ball will be being knocked loose here by Murphy, and it will stay here with the Wolves. The Lopers and the Broncos both in action tonight. The UNK women downing Southwest Baptist, 64-52. The medal tip at 7-30. While Hastings and Doan are playing the women's game right now on 12-30 KHAS from Lynn Farrell Arena. And with it is Beisner after the inbounds. Again, looking at 2-3 zone. She'll throw it off on the right side. A little reverse layup. Oh, won't fall, and Murphy 
pulls down the rebound. That was a tough drive there by Meyer. And Murphy is able to pull down the rebound. And again, we're up in the ante here a little bit in terms of defensive pressure. With it is going to be Tinchner, and Tinchner moving a little bit too quickly. Turns the ball over as she took an extra step before she started to dribble. Talked about it earlier today too, Randy, and it's really something you talk a lot about in the 4-5 game. One of these teams gets two more games. One of these teams has to sit around even more uh, because there is no consolation play out here. So the winner gets two more games. The loser has two games left in the regular season. On the baseline with it here is Allie Dennis, and Dennis' pass going to be off the mark, and that will be a Loomis turnover. And it's cold. It's cold. That's the only drawback I see to the Viero Event Center. They don't, obviously, they keep the ice down. They cover it with this. But the kids that have not played, I mean, it would be almost impossible to come in and be able to get into action here if you were called in if somebody fouled out or if there was an injury. Tensioner on the baseline. They bounce pass it to her, and she'll lay it up and in. If you're in action, though, you're not going to overheat. No, Long no, drive. I'm just saying if, you, if you've been on the bench, though, the whole game. Meyer misses a shot, but an offensive putback could be good for Allie Dennis. So Dennis will uh, make the putback. And then another turnover here on Amherst. So the Wolves turn the ball over. I mean, the Wolves forced the turnover. And now a timeout by the Broncos brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It's 29-27. A uh, two-point lead here for Loomis. This timeout here at the VO Event Center with a two-point ball game. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. And welcome back here to the Bureau Event Center. Loomis will inbound the basketball. They give it to Thorell. And Thorell left side here for Beisner. Beisner, tough shot in the lane. Wow, was able to rattle it in. Biggest lead of the game for Loomis, and it's only four, 31-27. That was, an impre- that was a tough shot. Tensioner now will get a screen. We'll give it top of the circle here for Jurgens. Jurgens working against a little 2-3, dumps it in underneath to Tensioner. Tensioner lost the ball, but Jurgens picks it up, and she'll get it at the elbow. Jumper by Murphy is up and good. And Madison Murphy is able to rattle it in. So here's Thorell with a two-point ball game. Two seconds left. With it is Thorell. Thorell has her shot blocked at the buzzer. Nice job there defensively by Palmer coming up with the block at the end of the the, uh, third quarter. And so we head to the fourth. It's Loomis, 31, and Amherst, 29. We'll be back to the Bureau Event Center after this timeout. If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weegis, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. 
save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. As we go to the fourth quarter of a two-point game, it's time for our Seeds of Success, brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Murphy kicks it out to Juergens here as it's Amherst basketball. A good look, but the, free th- the shot's no good. And rebounded by Thorell. Thorell, long pass, and hustling back is Madison Murphy to block it out of bounds. We kind of talked about those seats to success, about the big four there with a couple of minutes to go in the third quarter. Nobody really put a run together here in the third quarter. Loomis got the lead, but it's still a two-point ball game. What do you see as the key moment here in the fourth quarter, Randy? Well, I think if, again, Loomis can get warmed up from the outside, they might be able to distance themselves a little bit. They get it off here left side for Edwards. Back to Beisner. They give it to Meyer. Good ball movement. They give it to Thorell. She's got an open three. That one's going to be a little bit short. Offensive rebound. Shot won't fall. And then Amherst finally pulls down the rebound. Clearing it out there is going to be Hadwiger after she gets the rebound. She'll throw it up ahead here for Bentley. Bentley's across the timeline. Stops. Kicks out here for Tensioner. And Tensioner will give it back out here for Bentley. Right side, Jurgens. Jurgens' long two-pointer is going to be no good. And rebounded by Loomis. The outlet in traffic. Thorell off glass. No good. And the rebound is uh, in the hands of Hadwiger. That Hadwiger's help. Great job again by Jurgens to get back defensively. Thorell had a chance to take it in. She knew it was one-on-one. She knew she was facing a taller player. She actually hung in the air a little bit. Both players with a great move, and it just fell off the front of the rim for Colette Thorell. You saw the athleticism of Thorell on that. Again, the shot didn't fall, but she hung in the air for while there. We've been talking about all these youngsters. The success may come down to the senior play here in the fourth quarter. And Casey Jurgens, a senior, has the ball with the elbow. She's going to kick it out to Tensioner, and Tensioner with a long deuce that's no good. And ball's taken out of bounds by Loomis. Amherst has been getting away from the inside game. That's how they were scoring some points, and they're starting to take a lot of those 18-footers that uh, are kind of undesirable. Either take the three, and there's another one. Take the three and get it inside. If you're going to shoot it from 19, shoot it from 20. Jurgens long jumper, no good. And in traffic is Murphy. Murphy kicks it out. Off the back of the iron is Bentley. Bentley, no good. And again, an offensive rebound by Murphy. And Murphy's shot won't fall. Boy, Murphy, when she got that first offensive rebound, had four wolves all the way around her. Knew she couldn't take the shot up. Finally kicked it out there to Bentley. When she missed, Jurgens got it, or Murphy got it again. And then she drew the foul, and she knew she was going to get fouled. She just threw it up. Meyer, by the way, has picked up her fourth foul of the game. She'll step out. Horst will come back in for her. And Madison Murphy at the free throw line. Misses the first one. Has one more coming up here. And that time she hits the bottom of the well. One-point game tied at half. No one has had after Loomis caught up. No one's had more than a four-point lead. Beisner brings it up ahead, gives it on the baseline for Horst, and Horst with the bucket. Senior. Well, said she'd be cold off the bench. She had a jumper as soon as she comes into the ball game. Here's Tensioner. Tensioner gives it up on the left side. Great ball fake there by Michelson. 
Michelson will give it off here for Tensioner. Tensioner jumper on the baseline, no good. Rebound tipped into the hands of Jurgens, and Jurgens will score. Loomis was trying to clear it out because they didn't have position. They tipped it right into Jurgens' hands. Who scores, and it's a one-point game again, Loomis. Thorell wants the ball back. They lob it into her, but it's going to be knocked away. I think Amherst had seen that on film because it was a quick give-and-go as she threw it into the corner, but it was knocked away there by Bentley. It will stay here with the Wolves. On the baseline, Terrell will toss it in, and they're going to lob it out to Horst. Horst backs out behind the top of the key, gives it off here right side for Beisner. Over for Thorell, back out to Beisner. Beisner will get it to the elbow, driving here is Dennis. Dennis a little bit too strong with the shot, and it's going to be rebounded by the Broncos. Coming out of there with it was Michelson. And uh, Michaela will give it off left side for Arnold. Arnold lost it, but was able to track it down. She'll give it to Jurgens. Jurgens will dribble up to the free throw line. Her jumper's going to be no good. And a rebound down low offensively by Tensioner. Tensioner back out here for Jurgens. Jurgens with the two-pointer, no good. And we've got a foul on the rebound. Going over the back there was Amherst. And I think they're going to give that one to Michelson. They're really battling in there. Everybody's trying to get second and third efforts in this basketball game, and Amherst playing from behind right now. Of course, coming up next, Pleasanton and Wilcox Hildreth, the fourth and final quarterfinal. Loomis brings it in the offensive end. There's Thoreau throwing it down on the baseline, and they got it to Dennis, but Dennis going to be held by Tinchner. So a couple of quick fouls here on Amherst. Four fouls in the game on Amherst in the half, three on Loomis, so still some fouls to give with five minutes to go. Ball inbounded in the lane. It's knocked around. It was kind of a high bounce pass on the inbound, slapped around by Amherst, and it goes off with the Broncos. So it still stays here with the Wolves. I don't think you keep blocked shots in your stats there, do you, Randy? But there's been a ton of blocked shots, a lot by Amherst. Right side, Beisner is going to fire and hit a three. Her fourth of the game, a four-point lead for Loomis, equaling their largest so Beisner with 14 in the game, as you said, 12 of those coming behind the arc. Dangerous pass, and Arnold has turned the ball over. Good work there by Beisner to force the turnover, and she'll give it to Horst. Horst to Beisner, entry pass down low, and losing the ball there is Dennis into the hands of Palmer. That one was slapped away essentially by a Wolf. Palmer's going to drive, jumper no good, and they're going to tap the rebound by Wolf. I don't mean a Loomis Wolf. I mean one of the players for Amherst. Uh, had the ball knocked away from her. Boy, she was turning in, Dennis was, to finish it off and lay it up. And a timeout's going to be called here now by the Wolves. They've got a chance to put the most pressure they have all game on Amherst. They have a four-point lead, their biggest. They take it to the next level midway through the fourth. Yeah, though we'll find out what they have in mind after this timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 36-32, 4.19 to go in the fourth quarter. Lewis with the lead and the timeout. We're back after this. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. Five Points Bank. 
We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Loomis in the offensive end, up by four. They get it uh, to Dennis. Dennis is going to kick it out here for Claret Thorell. Our score, 36-32. And pass down low, going to be knocked away here by Hadwicker. But did Hadwicker go through the back? It looks like she did. She's going to be called for the foul. It's been an up-and-down season for Loomis coming in at 9-7. and seven. They have won four of their last six, losing to Axtell before the conference tournament began on Friday night by only five. For Amherst, started good and have played well lately. It was that middle part. After Loomis beat him the first time, that was the start of a 3-7 and seven run by Amherst. Horst is going to fire a three-pointer, no good. And uh, pulling down the rebound here is going to be Hadwiger. So Hadwiger will help work it up court. Arnold throws it in the corner. Penetration here by Jurgens. Jurgens got the body contact and now will head to the free throw line as she was fouled. And we'll have two free throws coming up here. Something that they need to cash in on a little bit here because they're down by, it's too early to talk about the number of possessions, but you just but don't want to fall behind. Amherst yeah. is in an offensive lull. They've got a lot of shots up. They just haven't been scoring. So Jurgens free throw is up and good. Nice shooter's touch there for her. Only four points here in the fourth quarter. Of course, only five for Loomis. It was 31-29. Now it's 36-33 with 37 to go. And the second free throw here for Jurgens, also good. So she strokes in both of them. You always get an overtime down here at the VRL Event Center, I do. don't you? I usually, I usually do. In a 4-5 matchup, that would be appropriate. It's got the feeling of one. So on the right side, it's Thorell. Thorell lobs it. Murphy doesn't go for the steal. Would have been called for a foul. And uh, on the drive, the bucket is going to be up and good here. And she realized Dennis. it, Randy. She got out of position. She thought about it, and then halfway through, she stopped, and then she was in no man's land. Murphy so, was. Yeah, good decision not to commit the foul. Now she's going to pull up the jumper on the right wing. No good. And rebounded by Horst. So here comes Loomis. And they're on the run. Slowing it down is going to be Thorell. Thorell on the baseline gives it to Dennis. And Dennis, a secondary break. And Dennis will get the bucket to push the lead out to six here for Loomis. And Dennis has eight in the ball game. And a timeout being taken here by the Broncos. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. 2.50 to go in regulation. It's 40-36. to 36. Lewis with the lead. Amherst with a timeout. Back after this. No, Mom! It's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Our Usera Care moment of the game brought to you by Usera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. 
serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Lucera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Loomis Randy had multiple chances to get the lead, more than four. They finally have with 2.50 to go. That might be the watershed mark for Loomis, the six-point lead. Well, Amherst is hoping it's not. That's the reason for the timeout. They are working around the perimeter right side. Here's Palmer. Palmer, that's a tough shot. A little bit too strong. Offensive rebound rolled out here for Palmer. Palmer's going to work it back around the perimeter for Jurgens. And good work inside for Murphy, getting that rebound, keeping the possession alive. Long three-pointer on that left side, going to be no good. Another rebound, and this time Jurgens had it go in and out, rolled around, no good, and then off the hands of the Wolves and out of bounds. So the Broncos still with a chance to cut into this six-point lead. And I'm with you, though. I think six is a kind of a magic number here for Loomis. That's why this possession is so crucial, I think, for the Broncos. This is the fourth chance on this possession Amherst needs to score. And they get it to Murphy off the inbounds, off the back of the iron, no good. Another rebound in underneath there by Hadwiger, and Hadwiger finally will bring it home. Man, so many opportunities. Amherst continues to battle. She makes the putback, and there was a lot of offensive rebounds that possession there for the Broncos, and it turns into points. Meyer works around the perimeter, getting it out here to Thorell. Four-point game, two minutes to go. It's 40-36. Thorell will give the ball back out right side for Beisner. Beisner being uh, harassed there by Tinchner, and there's going to be a, a reaching foul. It's gonna, they're going to commit the sixth team foul, so they're still going to have to inbound it here. Yeah, but it's too early to be fouling, and Coach Klingelhofer yelling at her girls to foul. I don't know if she wanted to just give or if she wants to start playing this game right away. You've got the Loomis numbers over there. All kinds of time. They're overplaying the ball, doing a great job. Beisner, top of the circle, will give the ball off here for uh, Edwards, and they're getting close to that half-court line, and Beisner playing a little catch, and then they will commit the foul. A minute and a half to go, though, and it's a one-and-one. One. I think what Coach Klingelhofer is saying is everybody needs to get up on their players, not, uh, not zone trap. They need, to, they need to overplay the ball. With a minute 29 to go, sending him to the line for one-and-one, one. Not, a, not a bad strategy. It depends what Allie Beisner will do from the free-throw line here. She's proven she's a pretty good free-throw shooter by hitting four trays so far here in the ballgame, and she hits the free-throw here. Just a freshman, but having a great game here, trying to get the Loomis girls past the quarterfinals for the first time in quite a while. She's made it a five-point game with a minute 29 to go. Second free throw, rolls around, hits the front of the iron, and, and in. So it's 42-36. Loomis up by six. And on the bounce here is going to be Tinchner. Tinchner on the right side, and they're going to call it a travel. Huge turnover for Amherst as now that strategy of setting up the one-and-ones might come through for him as they're going to really have to attack the basketball. Terrell gave it away, got it back. She's still in the backcourt here, gets a screen, throws it up ahead, and Jurgens will knock the ball right into the hands, right into Doug's hands. You got I'm it saving eventually. you, saving you, brother. I was right here. I was saving you. I was all over it. Thorell gets it inbounded. Off a screen, brings it in the offensive end. Minute 10 to go, 42-36. Loomis doesn't even need to put the ball up, and they're looking to milk the clock here a little bit. Meyer they're getting close to They're getting close to half court, too. Watch any kind of a drop ball would be an over and back. Now they get her closer down to the baseline. Yeah, so Thorell being double teamed, has it right side, but... You know, Coach Dennis right there, she could have called a timeout if she thought that uh, Thorell was in trouble. Thorell now has it. 
near the right side, and then they're going to have a little reach here by Bentley. So Bentley's the one that will commit the foul that will send Thorell to the free throw line for a one-and-one. One. I know it's been a long time, but it was an 11-2 lead for Amherst, and they're going to burn a timeout with the clock stopped and down six. 42-36, this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. A six-point lead for Loomis. They'll be at the line. We come back after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And welcome back here to the Bureau Event Center. Is right now Loomis, the number four seed. And uh, so far, the top seeds have won four, five, not exactly the one, two seeds that we saw earlier today, but this one we anticipate will be a little bit closer than it has been. But a six point lead right now for Loomis at 42 to 36. And at the free throw line, Clarette Thorell with a chance to add on to the lead a little bit. And she's an 81% free throw shooter. Scouting reports are huge. Uh, in games like this, uh, not every game do you need to get it down to the uh, brass tacks, but you don't want to send the, the best free throw shooter to the line. This is the front end of a one and one. And it is short and rebounded by Murphy. So Murphy, after getting the rebound, gets the ball back and she's going to lob it across the timeline. Loomis has two fouls right. to give, too. And they'll get it in the lane here for Jurgens, and Jurgens will turn around and score, and Amherst is going to call a timeout. That'll stop the clock here with now 27.6 to go. It's a four-point ball game, still a two-possession game with uh, about uh, 28 seconds to go, and this is a 30-second timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. And we'll just keep it right here and give you a little bit of the game reset. Possession arrow is pointing to Amherst. They have committed eight fouls, so right now Loomis is in the one-and-one, and and Loomis has committed only four fouls, so they can commit a couple of fouls here and take some time off the clock, and that's kind of become somewhat in vogue here, milking the clock a little bit and changing the clock by committing some fouls, especially when you're up by three and four points in the final ten seconds of of a game. Amherst is out of timeouts. They cannot stop the clock. Will the strategy be to foul immediately or try and get the ten second count? And I'm guessing it'll be foul immediately. Beisner can run the baseline if she wants to as they hand her the basketball after they made basket, and she will run the baseline a little bit. And it goes off of Claret's hands and out of bounds. It was tipped by Amherst, then off of Loomis. And so Amherst does exactly what they want to do and force the immediate turnover. So Arnold will inbound underneath their own basket. They get it around the perimeter. Jurgens has it. They're spinning it around, and the three-pointer on the right side by Arnold is short. Offensive rebound by Murphy, and Murphy will get the putback. 15 seconds and a quick foul. 13 seconds. It's a two-point game, but Amherst could have sure used the timeout in their bank. They used one with the clock stopped down here with 45 seconds. They used one with 41 seconds to go in the third quarter on defense. That may come back to Burnham, but... Colette Thorell at the other end tried to spin off. She was going to set the screen and spin off. It got tipped off her hands, but now she could put it away by hitting two free throws. This is the front end of a one-and-one, and and the 81% free throw shooter will push the lead 
out to 43 to 40 with 13.2 to go. That one was big. This one is huge because it would make a two-possession game. And Amherst cannot stop the clock. And in the high school, but the free throw is no good. Rebounded by Murphy. Here we go. Coming up with it is Tinchner. Eight seconds left. Tinchner kicks left side. Jurgens for the tie. It's good! Casey Jurgens hits it, and a timeout being taken by Loomis. There There's should be .4 on the clock. They're going to put more time on. Should be 2.4, 2.5 on the clock. Again, Loomis away. Jurgens got the three. Loomis had two fouls to give and should have fouled at half court. It was just something that wasn't even in consideration. There sh- you know, you got those fouls. No way Amherst should have got that three-pointer up, but they did. And how about that? They score six of the last seven points. And there is a timeout left here for Loomis. However, the biggest discussion right now is over at the scores table. How much time is going to be on the clock? Right now, it still says .4. I don't think they're adding oh, any time. They t- changed it. Okay, they changed they're... it to three seconds. It's going to be three seconds even. And I knew they were making some sort of adjustment. Well, what a big shot by the senior, Casey Jurgens. Colette Thorell had a chance to finish it and just bounced off. Well, you mentioned the uh, Asara Care special moment of the game. How about that? I mean, uh, we, at the time, that six-point lead was huge for Loomis, but now uh, a nice job here by Amherst finding a way to battle back. Loomis will get it from three-quarter court, so you can get maybe one pass and about a 30-footer is what you're looking at here. I w- but Beisner's throwing it in. I would have thought that's who they would have tried to throw it to, their tallest player. Well, it could be one of those you throw it deep and then get it back to the inbounder. They throw it up ahead here for Thorell. Thorell dribbles, has it stolen by Jurgens into the hands of Murphy, and we're heading to overtime. So at the buzzer, Loomis turns the ball over, essentially pretty good defense there. I thought maybe they might set a screen for Thorell. Getting her the ball I thought was a good idea. Hopefully she could get fouled, but the 81% free throw shooter, but we'll head to the extra period. We're deadlocked at 43 we head to OT here from the Bio Event Center after this timeout. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. And custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, 1st Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. We were tied at the end of the first half. We're now tied at the end of the second half. So we're heading to overtime. Amherst and Loomis. Again, a little game reset. Any foul by Amherst would be two free throws here for Loomis. Loomis still has a couple of fouls to give. No possession arrow to discuss at the moment because we'll start the overtime with the tip here between Beisner and Madison Murphy for Amherst. And the uh, freshman will tip the ball into the hands 
of the senior, Casey Jurgens, and Jurgens has it here for Amherst. So the Broncos with the basketball. Tensioner will give it off right wing. Off of a screen, Arnold will throw it top of the circle. Driving here is Jurgens. Jurgens on the right wing over for Hadwiger. Hadwiger drives on the baseline. Well covered there. Steps through and finds Murphy at the elbow, and Murphy scores. Great pass there to set up Murphy. And for the first time, Amherst has the lead in overtime. First possession of the extra period here for Loomis. They'll kick it around here for Edwards. 8-1 run by Amherst right now, Randy, after being down six. And Thorell gives it up right side, dribbles behind the back by Dennis. and Didn't, Dennis mean, didn't took... mean to dribble behind the back. <laughs> she ends up being called for the travel. Loomis cannot panic. Usually if you're the team that gives up the lead, it's tougher in overtime. If you're watching college hoops last night, Illinois kept giving it up to Rutgers but found out a way to win in the end. Let's see if Loomis can do the same. Tensioner on the right side kicks top of the circle here for Arnold. Over for Jurgens, the hero that hit the shot at the end of regulation. Entry pass left side, not a good one. And Amherst turns the ball over as uh, they'll get it up ahead here for Edwards. And she's going to slow it down, giving it off to Thorell. Beisner off to the right side, dribbles on the baseline. Can't shoot over the top of Jurgens. Throws it to no man's land. And Edwards quick enough to pick it up. She dribbles right side. Her shot back to the iron, no good. Rebound for Loomis. As coming up with it was Dennis, and Dennis passed right side. Loose, Murphy picks it up, and so Loomis turns the ball over. And here comes Arnold. It's a two-point lead with 2.25 to go here for the Broncos. 45-43. Entry pass to the elbow for Hadwiger. Hadwiger off glass, gets a bucket and foul. Great drive down low for Hadwiger. She got basically on the high post, went right down the lane, took it off, got hit on the elbow, and now we'll try to have a three-point play to create a five-point lead after the foul was whistled on Dennis, her second. And now Loomis is in about the same spot that Amherst was at this point in the fourth quarter. We're already down to 219 to go in the overtime. So Hadwiger with the and one here. And her free throw is up and good. The biggest lead since the first half, since the first quarter for Amherst. And Beisner will bring it up ahead. They need a bucket, does Loomis. They're down by five. And not a great pass, but Terrell is able to track it down. Double teamed. She loses it. They need to get a timeout. And the timeout does come here by Coach Dennis. She was on the, near, she was on the far sideline from the action. And she called a timeout to save the possession. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 2.03 to go here in our first overtime. 48-43, a five-point lead for Amherst. Loomis inbounds when we come back after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. 
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. Loomis turns the ball over, so Amherst will uh, have it. They bring it in the offensive end. They give it to Bentley. Bentley tosses top of the circle here for Michelson. Michelson had it slapped out of her hands, but Bentley's able to get it tipped to her, and she'll give it off left side for Murphy. Loomis has got to get out of the zone, Randy. Yeah, and they're coming out and they're attacking. They're trapping out of that zone to put pressure on the ball. And with those two fouls to give, now one foul to give, they had to come out there and commit it. 134 to go in overtime, down by five. You're right, Lewis. Go for the steal, and if you don't get it, you got to commit a foul. Ball is inbounded here to Jurgens. Jurgens has it stolen away, and then Jurgens tries to get the ball back. Oh, what a play there by number two, Tegan Edwards. Thorell looked like she was going to foul Jurgens. Casey Jurgens thought that Colette was trying to th- foul her. She didn't. And then Tegan Edwards snuck in. Yanked the ball from behind. Jurgens turned around and fouled her. Two free throws for Edwards. So she'll go to the line for it. Two shots, and the free throw for Edwards is up and no good. And again, two shots because of the double bonus. That was the 10th foul on Amherst. 43% free throw shooter is Tegan Edwards. And she misses both. And it's rebounded by Murphy, but intercepted by Beisner. Beisner puts it on the rim. No good. And the ball last touched by Jurgens and out of bounds. It belongs to Loomis. Boy, Amherst from about the five-minute mark to the two-minute mark of the fourth quarter couldn't make anything. And in the last four minutes, nothing for Loomis. They have yet to score in overtime. And Edwards gives it left side for Beisner. Beisner had trouble. That was a low pass. Gives it right back out here for Thorell. Thorell on the right side for Edwards. They get it down low, and it's going to be a hell ball. Some bad passing because they've caught the ball, but in bad positions has Loomis had it. So they they couldn't get off a shot even though they were open. And now they have that ball held up. Possession arrow pointing to the Wolves, so they'll inbound on their own baseline. Down by five with a minute 10 to go, and they get a little runner to Dennis. Good inbounds play as Dennis gets it about eight feet away in the lane and lays it up and in. Again, plenty of time here for Loomis to play defense. A minute to go. Up ahead here is Emily Arnold on the dribble, and Amherst is going to call timeout, leaving them with zero. So uh, Coach Klingelhofer will use her final timeout, discuss what they want to do with their their team up three in the final minute. And again, a bucket here for Amherst would be huge, making a two-possession game with 57.1 to go. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, 48-45. Amherst with the lead and the ball. We come back after this. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Casey Jurgens, 18 points, including a three-pointer at the end of regulation. 
that tied it, and now Amherst with a three-point lead. And they'll get the ball in the hands here of Tinchner. Tinchner double-teamed on the baseline, in trouble, and she walked with it. Didn't have a timeout, trapped in the corner. Good defense over there by Beisner. And then they'll inbound the ball here for Thorell. Thorell gives it to Beisner. She brings it in the offensive end, hands back out to Thorell. Thorell, 43 seconds to go. 58, excuse me, 48 to 45. Back to Thorell. Thorell dribbles on that baseline. Arnold staying right with her. Great pressure there. And bounce pass over for Edwards and a timeout being taken here by Coach Dennis. Yeah, that's They a... really didn't have anything getting set up there at all. No, everybody was standing around. They wanted to get the ball back into Dennis. They've really concentrated on that the last three possessions. And Randy, the killer there is now... You don't have a timeout remaining. You didn't have to take a three there. You used about 15 seconds and never even got a look at the bucket. So now you're out of timeouts. Down three, but at least you have the ball. Got to get the three here. If you get the two, then you probably commit fouls and try to get uh, a field goal on one end while they're just making free throws on the other. And with 28.4 to go, the possession arrow is pointing to Amherst. Again, both teams are in the bonus. From here on out, but a double bonus. Any foul by Amherst would be two free throws for Loomis. That is our uh, game reset here. As the winner of this game will take on the uh, the Elm Creek Buffaloes, who had a 52-34 to win earlier tonight. Don't forget our final game of the evening will be Pleasanton and Wilcox Hildreth. The three seed is Pleasanton taking on the Falcons. This will be a tough act to follow. This has been a pretty good basketball game. Back and forth. Both teams have had a chance to win it. Now it's Loomis's chance to come from behind. I'd run that same play to Dennis that you scored on last time. See if it's there. It takes three seconds. There's 28 to go. Cut it to one. And then you play a little defense. They do inbound it on the baseline. Beisner will get the ball in the hands here of Dennis. Back out to Beisner. Beisner can't shoot as she's being well covered there by Jurgens. 20 seconds to go. Down by three is Loomis, and they are out of sync right now. Thorell, pass right side into the hands of Beisner. Beisner can't shoot over top of Jurgens. Has her shot blocked by Jurgens and out of bounds. Loomis forcing the three, but now they have to shoot a three. And if you're Amherst, do you commit the foul? Probably not because it's a two-shotter, so it's not a one-and-one. But now Loomis has to shoot a three. 11.1 to go. Down by three. Loomis inbounds the ball for Dennis. Dennis out here for Thorell. Thorell's pass. Could be intercepted. Picked up by Tinchner. Tinchner throws it up ahead into the hands of Arnold, and Arnold's going to be fouled with 3.8 to go. A huge turnover by Loomis, and a great play there by Tinchner to step in and intercept the bounce pass. Yeah, they were trying to run it around, make four passes off a couple of screens and get an open three. Arnold, the front end of a one-and-one, can seal the deal but misses the one-and-one. Rebound into the hands of Thorell. Thorell at half court. It's too late. It wouldn't have counted had it gone. It's short, and Amherst comes from behind to win it. 48-45 to in overtime over the Loomis Wolves. And now moving on in the uh, tournament will be Amherst with a dramatic win coming from behind. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show here from the Bureau Event Center right after this timeout. 
Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust when it comes to new construction. Building a home is one of the most exciting and overwhelming times in your life with so many decisions. Make the decision of your heating, electrical, and plumbing contractor an easy one. One contractor for all three trades eliminates delays in construction. Plus, our qualified technicians deliver the best from start to finish. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. With locations in Kearney and Holdridge and on the web at andersonbros.com. And welcome back here. You're listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Amherst with a dramatic come from behind at the end of the fourth quarter uh, to force the overtime. The uh, three-pointer with just about a two and a half, well, three seconds left by Casey Jurgens was able to tie things up at 43. And then in the overtime, Amherst with a quick start, built the lead. Loomis couldn't come back and they did have a chance late in the game, late in that overtime to have a three-point play, but Amherst did not allow the shot to go off after a block shot and then after a miss, they got the uh, the steal and well, that pretty much iced it, even though uh, Tensioner couldn't hit the free throw. Her steal late in the game was one of the huge plays here for Amherst who pick up a 48-45 to win over Loomis. Let's take a look at the scoring. We'll begin, first of all, for the Wolves. And uh, leading the way for them, a very solid effort tonight by Allie Beisner. Beisner finished with 16 points in the game. She hit four three-pointers, so she finished with 16 points and a couple of rebounds. Allie Dennis, good effort for her, also with 10 points, a couple of rebounds. Colette Thorell with nine points, four rebounds. Christina Horst hit a three-pointer. She finished with five in the game and a couple of rebounds. Michaela Meyer with four points and four rebounds. And Tegan Edwards with uh, one point in the ball game. Uh, from uh, three-point range, they really kind of cooled down. They shot about 50% in the first half, but then uh, cooled down in the second. They finished being 6 of 16 from three-point range in the game. Had them shooting about 36% overall uh, for the Loomis Wolves, who uh, fall here tonight by a final of 48-45. to 45. Amherst got a lot of production off the bench by... Uh, by the senior Casey Jurgens. Jurgens finished with uh, 18 points on the night, including that one three-pointer. It was a big one. It forced the overtime. So she finished with 18 points and eight rebounds. Taryn Hadwiger had eight points, six rebounds. Madison Murphy with seven points, seven rebounds. Emily Arnold with seven points. Michaela Tinchner finished with six points, two rebounds, and a huge steal late in the game. And Emily Palmer with two points and a rebound. Heather Bentley, we should point out, also finished with four rebounds on the night. So next up 
for the Broncos. They'll be taking on top-seeded Elm Creek on Saturday. And again, don't forget that all of our games, all the uh, semifinal games, boys and girls, all those games will be on our sister station, ESPN 1460 and 1550 here from the Vero Event Center on Saturday. Of course, all the boys' quarterfinals for you tomorrow, but we have one more quarterfinal for you tonight. That is third-seeded Pleasanton taking on six-seeded Wilcox Hildreth. They're in their warm-ups right now. We'll be back in about 10 minutes here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM for coverage of Pleasanton and Wilcox Hildreth. Once again, our final, Amherst in overtime, 48 over Loomis, 45, and we'll be back to the Vero Event Center in about 10 minutes. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back right after some musical interlude here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.